0: it's around the john of philly's podcast with your hosts colin summer and logan peter what is up guys it is around the john uh i'm here with colin uh how we doing name's logan you guys know that by now uh it was a pretty good weekend of baseball for the Phils. uh or a pretty good week of baseball for the Phils I should say. They played relatively well, three and two. Got one rained out. Uh, you know, playing a team like San Diego, you really, you know, that's that's a good series, and we're gonna get into all that uh, a little bit later in the show. Uh, for now, we're gonna start like we always do with the MLB whipper room. Uh, so the Cubs have lost ten straight since no hitting the Dodgers. Uh, that's gonna be something we're talking about. Uh, a little bit more now, because obviously the Phillies are at Wrigley right now, but I, the Cubs were in prime position to you know make noise in the central mm-hmm. and boy, is that taking a hit?
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's a relatively a competitive division. Um, the Reds might not be the most complete team, but they have a they have a whole lineup full of hitters so. Yeah, those games are competitive. Those games are very, very competitive. Uh, You know, you have the Brewers who have an insane rotation, uh, maybe not the greatest lineup, obviously. Uh, And then, you know, I don't think the Cardinals are all that great, but even then they still can take a couple of games from people from within their division. Yeah, they're
0: going to win a game or two against. Like, like they're not just going to sit down and let you beat them like a team like Pittsburgh or Arizona will. They're a mid-team this year, the
1: Cardinals are. Now, as good as the Brewers' bullpen, or bullpen, well, their bullpen is good too, but as good as their rotation is, um, we've seen it before where great rotations with lackluster lineups uh, fall short at the end of the year. <clears throat> but the sole reason that the pitchers can only carry for so long and eventually they burn out, now, I'm not guaranteeing that Corbin, I mean, you could already say Corbin Burns is burning out just a tad. Um, you, Brandon Woodruff, I think he'll be around for the entire year. He, he's, he's usually good pitcher, always good. But he's a very good pitcher. Um, yeah, like he was good last year. Yeah. But then again, I could always see like Freddie Peralta burning out. You know, I think, I think Burns and Peralta are more on the wild card side. But the whole point is, <clears throat> is that this division is, uh, I think it's going to be very, very up for grabs. I see, I, you know, honestly, it's very similar to the, to the NL East. There's a bunch of teams that are hovering right around 500, just a little bit above, and so on. And uh, it's pretty much going to be a dogfight until the end because each team has, uh, you know, an area of strength and uh, very definitive weakness, and, you know, they show. They'll show towards the end of the season, and if it's not already showing, you know, I know the Brewers are doing great, but again, you're going to see that their lineup can only hold up for so long. It's the same for, you know, the Reds, you know, how long is their lineup going to hold up for, and uh, I think that they're kind of vice versa with the Bre- the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers, great pitching, average lineup, whereas the Reds have... a Great lineup, but they have very average pitching. Yeah, but I, I think in in today's in today's MLB,
0: great pitching beats great hitting. Yeah, because great hitting is trying to hit home runs, and that's just how the game is today, really. And that's kudos for Winker and Castellanos who just hit the ball wherever it's pitched to them. It's it's a it's kind of like stolen bases. It's kind of a lost art of the sport. Like a lot of guys just go up there and try to hit home runs, regardless of their size, regardless of their power, regardless of anything. They're just going up and trying to mash one, and that's kinda of what I see the Cubs doing right now, uh, on this skid that they're on. Uh just watching the game last night, uh this, some of the swings that these guys have are so long. Mm-hmm. And it's especially got some of the guys at the bottom of the order. Uh like Baez got a hold of one at the end of the night, right? Yeah. And all night though, his swing was so just long. Yeah, man. It's been, it just, it's been it long just for took a long it, time. Yeah, now. it just took forever, and I was just like, wow, like no wonder you guys have lost ten straight because the pitching hasn't been like terrible.
1: Yeah, but their pit and but their pitching in general is not. Their that pitching good. is
0: not good, but on this ten game losing streak, it hasn't been. It hasn't been awful. So, like, the reason they were in the position they were was because of their hitting all year. They they were short short swings, take it wherever they go. Chris Bryant was doing what Chris Bryant usually does. Uh, it was like a lot of things were clicking for them, and it's kind of it's kind of what I see the Giants end up doing yeah. in, at the end of the year. It's just something's gonna stop clicking, and then the tracks are going to stop. I mean, I don't know. I just I just feel like the Cubs don't have enough to... They don't have enough to compete with Milwaukee, in my opinion. But regardless of that, what doesn't help the Cubs even more is that the Reds are on a five-game win streak of their own. and
1: That's a big yeah,
0: swing. Ten losses, five just, wins. What's that, like seven and a half games, it's right? a like seven and a half game yeah, swing. Yeah, it's a seven and a half game swing. And now the Reds have jumped them and are in second place. And now Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Chicago are all within two games of each other in second through fourth in the division. And now the Brewers are looking down at all them, thinking, hmm, we have a little bit of room. Yeah, yeah. we have a little bit of a room here.
1: Yeah, and that is, excuse me, that division's definitely going to be up for grabs. Uh, I've said it multiple times already, but it's going to be a dogfight, and there's nothing else really to say. Uh more important news, maybe not more important, but more exciting for the face of baseball. Shohei Otani has confirmed pitching and hitting during the All Star Game. Uh what he's done this year is incredible. We've talked about him multiple times. I don't really want to go into detail just because it will practically be recycling what we've already said. Uh he's amazing, we all know that. We didn't know whether you know, we knew he was going to get in the All-Star game. That, that was a fact. But we didn't know, okay, is he pitching? Is he hitting? Is he doing both? If he's, is he not playing at all? Uh, and Joe Madden announced yesterday or the day before, I believe, that he will indeed be playing both. Uh, this is going to be so good. So good for baseball. He's doing everything.
0: Home run derby, pitching, hitting. He's... All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, he's doing
1: everything over there. He's living life here, man. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, He's become the star. He's a two-way star. He is. Dude. He's uh, he's, a, he's a joy to watch, man. He's he, like you you, mm-hmm. you really do. It's 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 exciting, man. You know, and, and we talked about this last week and there's other athletes outside of, you know, the baseball realm constantly talking about this guy. Um, which is huge and, for the game. Yeah, it's huge because it brings so much attention to the game and people who might not be interested in baseball are like, "Wow, this guy actually does everything." And like, do you really see that in other sports? Not often. So, Great for the game of baseball. I I, I love to see it, um, especially in recent years. Baseball hasn't got as much attention as it, you know, as, as it should. In my opinion, I think it's a great sport. Um, so this is absolutely fantastic. And baseball needs all the attention it can get. And Shohei's doing a great job getting it there. Yeah, it's so. awesome.
0: I mean, and good for him too because last year he wasn't as good as as nearly as good as he is this year. And he's like he's been here. What is this his third year or his This seventh? is his third year. Yeah, so he's been here for a little while, and I think the angels always knew what they were getting into signing him because they did sign him to a pretty chunky contract for a guy coming overseas. Uh, but they knew what they were getting in this guy eventually. And I mean, did it, did people think he was going to be on pace to hit 61 home runs and pitch like a two five VRA? I, I didn't, I really didn't. But now that it's happening, it's, it's, it's incredible and it's great for the game. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Jacob DeGrom is looking doubtful for the All-Star game. Uh, he's been dealing with nagging injuries all year, uh, which poses an interesting question on who will start the All-Star game. Uh, there's a couple candidates, obviously. You have guys like Kevin Gossman, uh Brandon Woodruff, exactly. Zach Wheeler. Uh, those are the three big names, in my opinion, that deserve it. Uh, Wheeler is leading the league in strikeouts and innings pitched. Uh, and his ERA has lowered to around a two It's 0- a two point zero five. Five, yeah, I want to say something around there. Uh, it's pretty remarkable what Zach Wheeler has done for this team and for this organization. They haven't had a guy pitching like this since Roy Alda. I mean, and Cliff Lee, when that was one year, one year. I mean, but even that year wasn't as good as what he's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really. <laughs> quite incredible what he's doing but then you got to look at a guy like Kevin Gosman who's doing the same thing over in San Francisco he's pitching out of his mind over there mm-hmm. with a one he's got a 1.72 ERA i mean he's been great it's 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 a tough decision for Dave Roberts uh i could see him did uh
1: did claim Kershaw make the all-star game no
0: did not did
1: Walker, no, i don't know i don't even know if Walker Bueller did i, was gonna I say, think did he a did. Dodger think... pitcher make the all-star game uh let me let me do a quick fact check um we have a Dodger Pitcher Wow. Nope. So Walker Bueller did not make Dodger. That's Dale gotta straight. be the first time in a long time. And I think the reason why I, I mean like Trevor Rogers has been great, but to say like over Bueller is definitely a little interesting. And I get Herman Marquez because you have to have one player represent, but, but, but well, Trevor Rodgers has been good. I Trevor mean. Trevor Rodgers has been very good, but if we're being technical here, Bueller's stats have been have been better but also you gotta look at another thing Is Miami, does Miami have another guy in there Miami does not have another so guy there in there go. so there, that's why but you know I would have rather have seen Trevor Story over somebody like Kyle Schwarber or Chris Taylor or Eduardo Escobar uh, yeah. and you know we'll get into the all-star selections but hundred uh, percent. So many people should have been in over Hermann Marquez. The guy is like a 3.590 ERA, and yeah. he hasn't been bad. But like, he's not. That is not. He his numbers are not even relatively close yeah, no. to all star numbers. No, no. But uh,
0: so th- these these rosters aren't set completely. Uh, a couple guys are gonna get hurt, and a couple guys are gonna get filled yeah. in. So eventually, like uh, for instance, Jacob Degrom might get filled in by a guy maybe like Walker Buehler yeah. or a guy like Scherzer, uh, or a guy like Freddy Peralta. Um, so. You never really know uh there's still what how many games left are there until the all-star break i want to say there's like two series right yeah we got the cubs and the red sox great cubs red sox all-star break and then back to action against miami but uh yeah so i mean overall to i'm looking doubtful uh not much else has really happened in baseball this week. Uh, the Red Sox are still mashing. Uh, Toronto is still mashing. Um, it's it's been it's been a very steady climb for a lot of teams, uh, including Boston. I think Boston has done remarkable things from where they came from last year. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they were in they were near the basement of the AL East, and now they're right around where they were three years ago with Mookie Betts. And all those guys. And, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, nope. what they do is just... It's something. So, let's get to some notable All-Stars and some snubs. Because there's obviously snubs every year. And now that the, now that the rosters are official, uh, we'd like to talk about a little bit of them. So, right. Colin, start us off with right. the first
1: AL notable All-Stars. So, just in essence, this is... Our complete opinion, guys, who we think should have been in instead, and in terms of notable starters, uh, guys that um, were up for an All-Star ballot or, or an All-Star appearance, and uh, we weren't entirely sure whether they would be a starter, whether they would even make reserves, whether they would make it at all. So this is just completely on us. So I think it's very, very notable that Teoscar Hernandez uh, gets a little bit, a little bit of respect put on his name. Uh, And isn't overlooked, and people think that he shouldn't be in it. Now listen, you have an all-star lineup with the Blue Jays, all right? You got Bo Bichette, you got Marcus Semien, you got Vlad. You know, you have so many different players in that infield and outfield that are very, very good. George Springer, too, but he's been hurt. To Oscar Hernandez, you would not expect amongst those guys to be in the all-star game. But let's look at his numbers. He's batting 294. He's got a very, very solid OPS, 809. His OBP is only a 335, so he's not walking that much, but still got an OPS of 809, which is great. He has 11 home runs and 47 RBIs, again, with a 294 average. Uh, You know, I think people, when they see outfielders in the All-Star game, they assume that, like, like, right field is not being voted on. It's just outfield in general, but that's not how it works. You know, some people might be, oh, Cedric Mullins over Trower, which we'll get to, or Cedric Mullins over Teoscar Hernandez or blah blah blah. He 100% deserves to be in this game. I I, I will argue that with anyone. His stats are are solid across the board. Again, he's in a star-studded lineup with a star-studded team, and. You know, you could pay attention to how good. Like v- Vlad is literally the best hitter this year outside of Otani. I'd say, Absolutely. if not, if not the best hitter because his yeah, average might is a lot be,
0: I mean, I, honest. I, yeah, well, honestly, Vlad's a better hitter than Otani. But what Otani's doing on both sides is what makes clear cut. Yeah, is what makes him clear cut MVP. Yeah, and what puts all the spotlight on him because it's it's really a shame because well for Vlad because really what he's doing this year he's heading for hit, triple at, crown numbers. Yeah, so. at the plate is ridiculous
1: yeah um but i just think it's very notable that to oscar hernandez gets an all-star nod here that get that even gets a starter nod um i, I think he deserves it I, i'm not even gonna question it
0: yeah you know, um, Who we got
1: next so
0: another guy that i didn't expect to get on the roster but i think he fully deserves it is uh adolis garcia uh from from the texas rangers uh he's in his age 28 season and he made his debut 2 years ago. Uh, he hasn't really played much but until this year like he he was ve- he was a very much a bench piece uh you know power hitter off the right side never really could hit for average so he kind of always found himself on the bench. Uh this year he's he's been great. I mean he's batting 270, he's got 20 home runs, 58 RBIs. His MLB career stats, uh, he had one more RBI in the last two years of baseball than he does this year. He has fifty nine on his career, and he's got fifty eight this year. I mean, he's been, he's been a complete shock, really, to not only a Texas Rangers team who was expected to be severely bad. I mean, they were they were expected to be bad, and they have shocked some people. They have guys like Kyle Gibson who's pitching outstanding for them. A lot of guys who were on kind of like a prove it year deal type thing, yeah. which most bad teams do.
1: Mm-hmm. And well, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? I thought. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Dulles is a rookie. He well, he he played a couple games
0: in yeah. the MLB. But, but like he, he actually qualified. Yeah, yeah. He never. Yeah. Yes, yes. This is his first year Ten. playing. Throughout, he's he's 28 years old, so he hasn't really found his way. And he's from Cuba, so. They always have a tough time coming over. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but regardless, he's here now. He's mashing, uh, and he absolutely deserves to be on this All Star team. And, and I, on name alone, I didn't think he would make it strictly because uh, he's a very, very new face to the game. But fully deserved.
1: Yeah. All right. Straight up, want to get down to the business. I'm want to put it out there that I'm not saying this because I have him on my fantasy team. But I think it's absolutely ridiculous that. Chris Bassett is not in the all-star game. I want to read you some of his stats. 3.92 ER. er he, he, huh, huh, let me start over. 9. Point, oh my god. 9 and 2 record. A 3.04 ERA and a 1.03 whip. Those are all-star numbers. I'm not even gonna to bother to read off Nathan Eovaldi's numbers while it while he has been very, very solid this year, he has not been remotely close. To as good as Chris Bassett has been, uh, I also want to just throw out there that Nathan Ivaldi is not in the game for the sole reason that they needed somebody to represent. They have both Devers and mm-hmm. Bogarts in the infield starting already. The fact that Chris Bassett is not in this All Star game, it absolutely blows my mind. Uh, yeah, I
0: mean the only uh, thing the only thing that really throws it off is I guess is the ERA, but I mean. Right, above, like that's, I'd say this year so far that I guess would be an average ERA. But you look at a guy like a Boldy and he's got a 3.41. Yeah, so there's no, yeah. With
1: there's, a 1.2 whip. Yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. There's no, there's like, no excuse on, that he, like he didn't deserve it over, he didn't deserve it over Bassett, 100% not. And, I, and I'll stick by that too, because Bassett is another guy who just Strictly on, he's like Garcia. I didn't think he, I didn't think he would make the All Star game strictly because of his name and strictly mm-hmm. because of the team he plays for. And the A's are a good team, and they get four thousand people to show up to games. Yeah, I mean, really, no wonder they want to move yeah. to Vegas. You yeah. don't, you don't appreciate them. The only team you appreciate is Golden State Warriors, Oakland, and they moved too. They moved to San Francisco yeah. because, yeah, exactly. So,
1: Bassett's strictly on. Where he plays and and I don't the, even want to say his name though because if you're asking me who do I know more Chris Bassett or Nathan Eovaldi? Nathan Eovaldi's kn- a and World Series MVP. So a World Series
0: MVP. He, if he's not, he should. Let's look it up because that year against when they beat uh the Dodgers,
1: I actually <laughs> he don't had know a the- career series. Red Sox 2018, really. I have a hard time. Was it? It was Steve Pierce.
0: Listen. Look, I, I look. I, promise I know. You though, I'm, listen, I, 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 I'm saying I strictly know Evaldi based on his postseason performances. Bassett hasn't pushed into postseason. But that has nothing to do with this season. I, I'm not. I'm, s- I'm not saying it does, but you're saying you would know Bassett over Evaldi yes, strictly because on he's name. He's an
1: ace for his team. And I guess yeah, this he year... hasn't been his I whole guess career. That, like, I,
0: it's not like he's been... In, for the last couple years, he hasn't. Yeah, like two or three. Yeah, exactly.
1: Evaldi... He's having a good season. His first good season in a while. Two or three years ago, he was winning the World Series. That's what I'm that saying. Shouldn't, that shouldn't affect how it is now. In all, in all, there's no reason that Bassett sh- shouldn't be. like He should be in this all-star game over Eovaldi. And I don't think that's a question. I don't know how how that's even arguable. That, that I, I don't know how you would look at me. Or look at anybody and actually be serious. And I'm not say, saying Evaldi deserved it over. Yeah, it. no, I'm not. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying a person in general. How somebody could straight up tell me Evaldi deserved it over uh, Bassett? No, I yeah, know. Like, I yeah. I think I that's ridiculous. Saying, yeah, no.
0: I I percent 100 agree with you that Bassett should have been on the team over uh, Evaldi. I know. Mean,
1: blows my mind.
0: Evaldi has had a decent year, but he has rapidly declined in the past couple of starts, and that's why his ERA is so inflated because. To be honest, in the beginning of the year, he was really having a very good start. Him, Pavetta, all these guys in Boston were having very, very good starts to the year, and they kind of slowed up a little bit, but the Bats never did. That's why Boston yeah, still Bassett's in the position that they Bassett's been
1: extremely consistent all year. Yeah, I
0: agree. Bassett, yeah, he's a snub. Uh, another guy I want to get to is uh, a guy for Houston that, honestly, uh, I do not know how he did not make the All-Star game, I mean. So... Yuri Gurriel is thirty-seven years old, right? He's thirty-seven years old. Another, another, uh, Cuban descent player, and he doesn't have the power stats of ten home. He only has ten home runs on the year. This guy's batting three twenty-two and two hundred eighty-three at ABs. He hasn't missed like he a beat? doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't miss games. He hasn't
1: missed a beat at all. He's got fifty-three RBIs. How is this guy not getting on the uh, All Star team? So. Let's let's discuss because I didn't think it was this close at first, but it does make sense. I think that that Yuli, I, I think he deserves a spot, but because of the maybe because of some of the other people that are in there, he's he's not in there. Shit. like like Joey Gallo is a reserve, but he's an outfielder, so I, I get that. Maybe Nelson Cruz, I, I haven't really paid attention to Nelson Cruz this season. Nelson Cruz has been fantastic too, but the guy that we thought he should be over, and I'm starting to question it now. Uh, Jared Walsh. Now let's talk about Jared Walsh. He is 27 years old. He was a 39th round pick. He was the overall 1,185th pick, and now he's finally getting his chance. With the Angels, they finally shipped Albert Pujols out of there. He was on a mega contract until he was old as dust. Uh, He should have been retired like three years ago. Um, He's actually been all right with the Dodgers. He's been all right. You know, he should have been on the bench three years ago. Yeah, he should have been on the bench three years ago. But Jared Walsh finally gets his chance. He has 20 home runs, 61 RBIs, is batting 280, and is pushing a near 900 OPS, which is really good. Uh, Now, I I do think that Yuli has potentially been a little bit more, I don't even want to say more consistent, I guess because of batting average. And Yuli's doing this at age 37 too, which is absurd to me. That's, I think, so I don't want to say it's just age, but I think it's more
0: impressive of what Yuri Guriel is doing right now, strictly on the fact that, His team, well, I I guess not even more impressive. More like, I think his team uplifts him. And I think it's the same thing with him, though, in Otani. I think he's probably hitting better than what he could be because Otani's so good. You Mm -hmm. just want to at least try to mimic a little bit of that to get a little bit of that for yourself. It's the same thing with him in the Houston Astros lineup. Every single guy in that Astros lineup hits. So it's kind of contagious every single night. So a guy like him, a guy like Brantley, they have a couple guys batting over
1: 320
0: which is absurd. It's the same thing with the Reds, but the difference is Houston has better pitching than Cincinnati. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know, right? To, to, to uh, be honest, I really do not know. I think, I personally think Gurriel should have made it strictly on his, like, I mean, his average has been absurd, and he, it's not like he's trailing Jared Walsh and RBIs by an absurd amount. He's got eight less RBIs than him, so I don't know. I, I can see why Walsh made it. Like it's not like it was a drastic decision. Yeah, they it, couldn't have went wrong either hard, way. Yeah, but personally, I would have went the other. Snub. I would have went
1: the other way. It was a very difficult decision to to find a snub, and uh, I think the remotely closest player to uh, have you know mimicking stats or just very good stats that didn't make it was well, Yuli. Uh, but Jared Walsh, honestly, I congrats to him. He's actually having a great year. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh moving on. So we'll go to the national. Uh, now, I gotta talk about national I gotta League talk side. about this guy because he's that's my that's my fantasy stud right and here. Here's another
0: guy though that I look at that uh he made the all star team and I'm not saying his stats are bad, but they're very similar to your Guriel's and he is a starter, correct? Yes. And Guriel didn't make the team. Yes. I don't know if that's a credit to the AL's hitting. That's just be- that much better than the
1: NOS, which I personally don't so I, believe, but I, I don't know. Quite of information on this guy. Again, another fantasy guy for me. This is not a snub. This is just a notable. Uh, wouldn't have expected him to be a starter, but <laughs> he. I think he deserves it. Adam Fraser. Now, you look at you look at Gurriel. He's got ten home runs, fifty three RBIs. Now, Adam Fraser has four home runs and only twenty eight RBIs. And only four stolen bases, but he is batting 324 with about an 856 OPS. And those are fantastic stats. And you could argue that Ozzy Albee's power numbers are significantly better than than Fraser's for sure. Uh, but there's about a 70 point difference in batting average, about a 60 almost nearly a 60. It's a 61 point batting average difference. Uh Albi's was batting 263. He's the reserve. And Albies has 15 home runs and 59 RBIs. He has doubled the RBIs, more than tr- nearly quadrupled the amount of home runs. And his name is obviously a lot better, a lot bigger than Adam Frazier's yeah. name. But Adam Frazier has just hit all year. He's either leading or, or if not, extremely close to the top in leading the league in in hits in general. Uh, he's up there in the top of the ranks with doubles as well. Uh, And and to add on top of that, he is, I'm almost for sure certain that he is the front runner for the gold glove for second base because his glove has been absolutely phenomenal this year.
0: Yeah, so the two stats that jump out to me when I look at Adam Frazier is uh, his career high in rung scored is 80 and his career high in hits is uh, 154. Uh, That was in 2019. Uh so this year so far, which we're a little over half I'd say we're about halfway now, uh, he's got fifty one runs scored and a hundred and five hits. Uh so that would make him fifty off his total hits career wise with another yeah. half of the year left and twenty nine runs scored. Yeah. He bats lead off for Pittsburgh. He does his job. He gets on base. He gets on base. Yeah, and he gets on base all the time. And yes, he's scoring runs on a team that barely drives in any at all. Yeah. So I really do think that he should have been the starter over Ozzy Albies. Uh, Albies has been good power wise, but I think he's missing his purpose in that lineup. And he's not there to hit home runs. They have guys like Acuna and Freddie Freeman and. Austin awesome. Riley, yes, they have guys to do that. Like you need you need a guy like Albies to just get on base because he's got 13 still on base. Like it's not like he's slow. You need guys like that to be on base. And like he doesn't have the power that Acuña has. He just doesn't. So, he's a switch hitter. He does a lot of things right I just personally think he's looking for the fences too much and that's going to be a problem later down the road and you kind of see that right now because all he does is look at for the all he does is look for the fences and they don't have a bullpen that's bailing them out like they have the last couple years.
1: Yeah, one other notable stat that I want I want to talk about his strikeout to walk ratio Fra- Frazier's Fraser's, I'm speaking of. He has 30 what 33 walks this year and only 38 strikeouts. That's an incredible ratio to have within 5 of each other. Yeah. just five more strikeouts and walks and how many play appearances uh about 324 in 324 ab's like that to me that is absolutely absurd um
0: yeah. and he's kind of coming back from he he was hurt last year a lot last year for this team so and he when he was there he was not good at all yeah. uh he's he's hasn't batted above 300 since his rookie year and he only played a quarter of the year then so that's really a skewed stat anyway uh He's having an outstanding.
1: He's having a career year, for Yes, himself. and he should. He
0: should. He should absolutely be on the All Star team. Uh, another notable guy is 34 year old Brandon Crawford, uh, and it pains me to say it because apparently, if your manager is the same age as your back end stars of your team, you're a good baseball team because Gabe Kapler I think is around how old is he 38, 39, and all his guys that are. Dominating Brandon Belt, Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford. All the these guys f- were winning World Series in twenty twelve. Like now they're doing great again. Like, come on, man. This is what the Phillies wanted Utley Howard and Rollins to yeah, do. And, and they were happy. awful. Yeah, they never got back to what these guys are doing. And Crawford's stats really haven't even, like he's got a two sixty four average. He hasn't really done he's another guy like Albies where but the only the difference is he's he needs a, to do this. Yeah. He they need him as a powered threat because they don't really have a lot That's of exactly power what he's threats. Doing. They have the new uh who, who's that the kid in the outfield? Slugger? Slugger? Slater? Slater. No, is it Slater? Yeah. I thought it was Dugger. Oh, Steven Dugger? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He hasn't played in like two years though.
0: I know, but he's having yeah. a career year. So is Austin Slater? They're having a yeah, they have a bunch of guys that are just having career years They're at the right moms. time. Yeah. yeah. And their pitching's been great. But they need Brandon Crawford, and he's never really been a power threat his entire year uh or his entire career i should say uh
1: but 21 is his career high and he's yeah he is at 17.
0: Right yes now. that's what I mean and he's never really been a great hitter either his special glove. has yeah his special has always been the glove he's uh, he's the best uh, fielding short... yeah he's a been lot. the best fielding shortstop of the decade and yeah. that's without question mm-hmm. you can't you can't even I some could argue Andrewton and Simmons I do Brandon Crawford has by far been the the gold standard for fielding. shortstop fielding. Yes, 100%. Complete opposite of Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, but This year, this year. Yes, and he's having insane power numbers. He's already has 52 RBIs. What's his career? 17 home runs. What's his career? Too? 84 RBIs he's had the most in his career. And he's and about he's, to smash that. And he's, he's about to yes, smash
1: his home run. In yes, total he's two. about
0: to smash both of his career year records, and he's still doing it in the field. A thousand percent, Brandon Crawford deserves to be on the All Star team, and good for him, and good for their, the Giants, man.
1: Yep. Um. This is now. There's is... two guys here yeah. that we
0: could really realistically talk about. Yeah.
1: For for an NL pitcher, uh, for well, first of all, for those who don't know, because I don't know if everyone knows, but I'm sure they do. Just in case, let's reiterate. If you do not have an extremely standout guy, it does not matter. Each team must have one player to represent their franchise in the All-Star game. You could be the worst team in the entire league, have absolutely no good players, but one has to go. Uh, these are just the sports rules. That's how it is. Uh, Which this, I don't mind. In this case, there are two players that I had 100% take over. Herman Marquez. Herman Marquez is representing... Uh, the Rockies. I would have rather had Story yeah, in there I of, much of like seen, just story Escobar. On the exactly. Um. But but you have Herman Marquez who is a three point five nine ERA, and you are putting him in the All Star game over a Freddie Peralta who has a two point two three ERA, one hundred and twenty nine strikeouts, and is seven and three. And you are starting him also over Max Scherzer who is riding a two point one ERA with one hundred twenty seven so, strikeouts, yeah, and he's seven
0: and four. Yeah. So with a team that was absolutely terrible horrible. lineup wise in the first month yes. and a half of the year,
1: uh, so it's definitely crazy to think about how how needing one player to represent your team can flip the whole just the whole script. Well, and it's funny because if you think about yeah. it, which what, Soto didn't make the team, so if you think about it, if Schwarber Soto did make the, no, did he? I don't yeah. think he, Soto. Oh did yeah, make he
0: did. Team. So. Uh, Because I was thinking, if Soto did not make the team, if Schwarber didn't have that monster month, maybe you would have saw Scherzer just because they needed a guy from their team. Yeah. But I forgot that Juan Soto was a a person. Yeah. And on his name, of course, he will always be getting into the All-Star games.
1: And he is a great player. Yes, he is, of course. He is a great player. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it for this long because it's just... I I don't want to say I hate the rule that you have to have one player represent but for the Yeah, no, but sometimes it makes snubs like this. Two yeah. guys
0: that are very deserving of it but you know just didn't get the call this year. It, and, it, and and I'm lucky for Freddy Peralta that he's behind two guys that are also in the All-Star game that are in his rotation. But it's crazy cuz
1: cuz if I'm now I could be mistaken but I think Corbin Burns has s- slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, so he's 4-4 four and four with a 2.41 and less strikeout. Like, he shouldn't even be in the All-Star game over Freddie Peralta himself. I just think the monster first, first two month? months that he yeah. had,
0: yeah, I, I just think, p- personally, I would have put him in there strictly on his 58-2 ratio yeah, and, like, and all stri- that stuff. Walks, yeah, yeah. It. It's the same thing with... Sh- and that's kind of why I would have put Buxton in, too, if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. If Buxton stayed on the field and just batted... After that first month, batted, like... 250. D- d- exactly. Like, 260. A couple two more home 65, runs. 65, yeah. yeah. He would 100% been in the All-Star Game strictly because of that. It's the same thing with Schwarber. Yeah. Like, so... Because Schwarber had an awful first two months of the year, and then he just absolutely tore it up last month. So...
1: Yeah.
0: That's just personally what I think about that, but... I don't know. I mean, it's just... The rule is good for the game because... I, like yeah, you look at another guy like Eduardo Escobar. Well, from this Arizona.
1: is well. This let us let, move on to the next person. It's it's again, Marquez, Chenapi, and there, but he is because of the the representation of the in every single franchise. Two players get ripped off because of a rule like that. Uh, I I understand it, but at the same time, I also think it's very ridiculous. Um, let's talk about this. Is in my opinion, a hundred percent the biggest snub. Uh, listen, Eduardo Escobar, his power numbers, especially for his age, are there. He is batting. 248, a measly 248 with 18 home runs and 54 RBIs. And his OPS, even with those power numbers, are a measly 766, which is very shocking. Now, let's go take a look at the guy that we believe should be in the All-Star game. Uh, Justin Turner. Yeah,
0: he's batting 294 with 13 home runs and 42 RBIs on a very good Los Angeles Dodgers team. This guy is
1: also 36 years old and has been one of if not the most consistent hitter for that entire lineup this entire year ready uh, he, he, <laughs> he looks like ready yeah, he does <laughs> but I, I don't i'm a little i think this is the one that absolutely just shocks me the most uh <laughs> but again same situation you have to have one player from each team represent yeah and this is their guy that's representing. Uh, that shows you how bad the Diamondbacks have been this year. Oh yeah, I hundred percent think it would have been Catel Marte, but he tears his hamstring every other week. Yeah. Um. I mean, well, I hamstrings. don't know. I was, to be honest, I was thinking a pitcher was going to be on it. I was thinking
0: either uh, kelly has been pretty good this He's year. She's been solid. I would have rather seen, Yeah, but the, I would have seen him over Marquez and put Story over Escobar. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, I mean, I don't. I don't know. That whole team's been a train wreck. It's right. Ro- yeah. The 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 bottom two in the West. They're they're. They are choosing with fire with those guys yeah, to pick an yeah. All-Star
1: guy. Yeah. So, let's get into our fills. Yeah, uh, that's it for the MLB. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed our our notable selections and our snubs. So, our game overviews for the Phillies.
0: Uh, since the last time we talked to you guys, the Phillies were in a bit of a funk. Uh, they lost... Two games in New York that they really should have won, and they got smoked in Cincinnati. Won the first game against the Marlins. Uh, so and this is where we left off. Yeah, we picked it up on Wednesday, June thirtieth, uh, when they got hammered by the Marlins, eleven to six. Uh,
1: Nola was terrible. Yep, this was an Aaron Nola this game. This was crazy. Wait, let me. Can I talk about this for a sec? It was crazy because Nola was cruising. Okay, before he started letting, he let up. Two solo shots. There were two solo shots. One to Joe yeah, Panic in the fourth. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, no. No, was Panic fourth. was in the second. Panic then, was, yeah. Um, Duvall. Yes. Duvall was in the fourth. And at this point, he had already had 11 strikeouts. Through four innings, he had 11, 10 or 11 strikeouts. Yeah, he was dominating. And, and then the very next inning, he runs into some trouble. And what did he go, 4.2 or 4.1? Four and a third. Four and a third. 4.2 uh, four point2 and, F- so. 2. 2. and i understand when he got pulled he i think he led up four runs and then the other three were led up by by Feliz. if if I'm a manager I, and again i Nolas started he started doing awful no questions asked he started doing terrible but as a manager of a professional baseball team, would I rather have a guy who hasn't seen the field since 2000 and what? 18? Yeah, 17. 17? 2017? A pro field. And that. it has not been. And I get, I, I know it's because of injuries, but still, beyond that, has not been on a major league roster for, for, that re- for obvious reasons. He's a shell, if that, of what he was. Yeah, the Dodgers, actually, the Dodgers actually just picked him I, up on a and minor league. And, and I saw that, too. Why in the world are you not letting Nola just finish this inning? Nola got very, very... And I want to point this out, too. The solo shots are solo shots. I understand that. But he got very unlucky this inning. A lot of dink and dunk singles. There were no extra base hits. No big knocks. There weren't three-run shots being thrown across the board. It was all little loopers the entire time. And as a pitcher, that is the most frustrating thing. beyond yeah. Beyond your team-making errors, of course. But that is one of the most like, frustrating things. One of the most frustrating
0: things that nobody can, uh, like nobody can, <laughs> do something about it. Yeah.
1: Well, the fir- this whole rally started, uh, not started, but the first run scored. This inning was started because of I I, I want to say it was Garrett Cooper. or Adam Duval had literally stuck their bat out on a low and away slider. I believe it was a full count, or Noah at least had two strikes on. Him. Literally just stuck their bat out. Yeah. And blew to single in, and then that was very, very similar to the rest of the at bats. Whether, you know, there was a jam shot, there was a jam shot that honestly could have been caught, but there was again miscommunication in the outfield. But there was a jam shot that sh- that should have been caught. But you know what? It's another blue single. Yeah. And it just kept happening this inning. And eventually they said, "All right, we're taking Noel out. I know his pitch count was high, but they took. I think they took him out right around ninety pitches. I don't care if he's only going to finish five with ninety pitches. Just let it, please. Just let him finish the inning." All right, they can only get lucky for so long. But now nah, let's bring in next Neftali Feliz, a guy again who hasn't pitched professionally since two thousand seventeen. Yeah, he got blown up. And he uh, got blown up. And what did we do the next day?
0: Well, no, that was the day before, and then we DFA'd him. Yeah, because <laughs> he was. Yeah, I mean, he, he. They brought him for two games. He got blown up in Cincinnati, and he got blown up in Miami. See you, Neftali. We've seen enough out of you. Uh. So yeah, no, I mean, Knowles he had eleven Ks, like Collins said. He was cruising in the first four. Noah tends to do this, though. He blows up one inning. Yeah, but we usually... Uh, but the
1: thing is, we usually yes, see the Yes, three of ball those
0: run, Well, listen. Three of those runs were the we're guys he just left singles. on base. Well, yes. Three of the guys he just left on base. Four runs. He gave up... He, he, listen, he gave up two more in that fourth, and then Feliz gave up three more.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he's, gotta be better, a, yeah he's got to be better, man. Yeah, 100%. he
1: has got to be 100%. But I, when I see... A player, though a beautiful slider, that a player literally just reaches on and is able to just muscle it out for li- a literal looper. Well, listen, I get it. And, and, and when what you're you have an entire bat, when you have it, this, isn't even about bowler. I'm just saying that that his numbers this game are a little skewed because of Folias, obviously. But I, I don't want it to, And again, on paper, this is a very interesting start because it says nine hits, seven earned, no walks, eleven strikeouts. Only mm-hmm. four point two. But you go back and you look at the highlights of that specific inning. There were four singles that, that just Listen, like, yeah, he stuff unlucky, like stuff happens. Like stuff happens. He got unlucky.
0: It's part. It's part of the game. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I know. He, he hasn't been unlucky much, but he has been bad much. So yes. I I agree with you. It was one of the better starts, and I liked the way he looked for the majority of when he was out there. But that two and a third did rumble some feathers. Uh, the the fish had five guys with three or more hits, and they they, they just. Sometimes they're a team that they just get a hold of you on time and they'll start mashing. Bryce had, Bryce had three hits. He went three for five with two RBIs. Uh, you know, it just it happens. 11-6. That's unfortunate. And they move on. So they move on to... They got canceled on the Thursday because of rain. So now they have a doubleheader in two weeks against them. Uh, so they moved on to a three-game series with San Diego. And coming into this series... Uh, you're thinking, well, what I was thinking in my head personally was, if you win the series, that's that's a win. You chalk that up as a win. Any any way you can win a series, is a you win. do it, especially against a team that's 13 games over 500. 100%. So the first game is a wheels day, and <laughs> we love a good wheels day nowadays. I mean, Zach Wheeler was he dominated a very very good Padres lineup. Absolutely dominated them. Seven and two-thirds. Four hits given up. Four hits and nine Ks. No walks. I mean, he's, been just, it's, he's just been a stud. All
1: right. Can I blow up for a sec now?
0: Well, hold on. Can, just wait. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. Don't blow up yet because I want to talk about the hit in a little bit. Gene had a nice day. Uh, he went two for four. Bryce and JT both got two RBIs in the first inning, which was huge for this team because Oduble— Adubel uh, singled, uh, Segura singled, and then I'm pretty sure there was a wild pitch. And then JT. JT hit, hit a ground ball, Bryce hit the a second, sack fly. No,
1: Bryce hit also hit a ground ball to second base. Oh, they yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, two
0: two ground balls to second base, scored them both, and that's huge small ball for this team. Absolutely huge, especially a team like San Diego. Yep. And especially when you have a guy like Zach Wheeler on the mound. If you can give him a lead that early in the game, you know how much more comfortable yep. that makes your pitcher?
1: And 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 this was was Didi's first game back off IL. He had a solo shot,
0: and he had a solo shot. A lot of people undermine the impact that that guy has in that. In that,
1: he knocks in runs, and people don't understand. Well, in that lineup,
0: but in that clubhouse, he ruffles feathers. He is not afraid to hold guys accountable, but in a way where it's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not creating enemies. He's creating respect, and he's creating a winning culture. You want a guy like Didi Gregorius around your locker and yep. so when he finally comes back, it's a great 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 sign and that's why it's been such a great sign for this team. They're 3 and 1 since he's been back. Yep. And now they finally have that full lineup that they've been missing for so so long. You have to you got to think how many times has the opening day lineup been all together at once? besides the last 4 days i'm pretty sure they said it was a total of 9 games maybe yeah. that they've all played together mm-hmm. i mean you really think about it ma- 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 the majority of the year you've had guys like nick matone guys like luke williams guys Ronald guys Torres, like that who are yeah finding their nick way in the George, lineup not on brad miller not on not because we don't like these guys but these guys aren't viable mlb starters they can start a certain day but if you have all those guys on the bench
1: you're a viable MLB
0: team, hitting
1: wise. Now it's my turn, and this is where I get angry with the Phillies bullpen and Joe Girardi. I'm done with Girardi. Uh, I've seen enough. I'm 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 not. I'm done with Girardi. Okay, uh, simple as that. Don't want to explain why. Been, I'm just. I'm totally over him being the the manager here in Philly. Um, Wheeler's had 106 pitches, I believe. 106. No, Go- I mean, he was at 114. No, going in, going, oh, going into, into this the, okay. s- going into the eighth. I was gonna inning. say when they took him out, he had 114. Going into the eighth inning, he had 106 pitches. Okay, He gets the first batter out, and then he sits down the next batter with a strikeout. He increases his pitch count to six, by oh, six pitches. Yeah. Okay, Alvarado comes in, gets out of the inning, no problem. No problem. My first issue here is Wheeler just was still throwing gas. And he just sat down a hitter for a strikeout. Why in the world... He got two outs in six pitches. Two outs in six pitches. Why in the world... (laughs) Yeah, I don't get that either. Does Wheeler not... Well, and there yeah, were boo- why he they booed. that. Why does he not finish that inning? Why in the world is he not finishing that inning?
0: Yes, and you know, I couldn't tell when you when the crowd when the crowd's booing a guy who just came off the mound pitching seven and two they're thirds, not booing that guy. For they're booing no, that, yeah, they're no, booing I know. I know. Him no, out. I know, I know. But I'm saying though, like you know, that's an issue when he's not getting a standing O and Instead, the crowd's booing at you for taking him out too early. Like yes, yeah. that's, that's an issue.
1: Come on. Second man. problem. Why are we losing? Why are we leaving Jose Alvarado in this game? I I get that he pitched a one innings. I understand that. Hold on, let me, let me
0: set the stage before you go crazy. The Phillies are up 3-0 going into the ninth inning, and, you know, you got to you gotta think, 6-4 oh, Zach Wheeler is finally going to get a win on his resume because, yep. you know, he needs all the wins he can get. If he wants to, if if DeGrom is hurt and he stays hurt, Zach Wheeler has a very good chance of winning Cy Young, but he needs some wins with like that. If yep. he wants something like that, he needs some wins with it, and the Phillies don't give them to him. And you saw it again in this ninth. Colin, take it away.
1: Okay. So what did what does Girardi say? Hey, let's leave our most wild pitcher in the game, and God knows what's going to happen and at, next. So and at this time
0: though, he he, he did say that he was going to get the majority of the closing uh, chances uh, strictly because they no. don't really have anybody else. So I didn't I didn't mind that Girardi was giving him a chance. Do I think that it's a very good thing to do when you have guys right-handed, a lot of right-handed guys this coming up like say. Tatis yeah, 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 and Machado. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... This is what I'm going to say. Um... This is what I'm gonna say.
1: You have Tatis, you have Machado, you have some of the best, literally two of the best players in the league coming up to face a lefty. Yeah. yeah. And my god or Tatis and Machado walking up to the plate mm, licking their yeah. lips. They're like, oh, this is free money for me. This is free. Exactly. Tatis hit an RBI double. Bang! Take him out. I don't even care if you put a Hector in. Take him out. Yeah. Put a righty against Machado. I don't want to see. Fernando uh, after Fernando and Tatis hit a double in the gap, yeah, and it goes to three. What three to one at that point, I believe. Uh, yeah, yes, it was three one yeah.
0: guy. He he got the first out of the inning and then he gave up with the double to Tatis. Well, no, and then he walked somebody. He gave up a Tatis double. Yep. Uh, oh, that's he. Uh, he gave up a hit to Machado and then, no, no, no. He he actually shook out Machado. And then, yeah, like, yeah. Chuck Grisham got on. Hosmer ah. I- I don't know what happened with Hosmer, but yeah. I know Pro, Profar was the one that hit the double against Ranger Suarez, yeah. yes, to knock in uh,
1: Grisham and Tatis. But as soon as I saw Tatis coming up to the plate, I knew something bad was about to unfold. Yeah. At that
0: oh, point. actually, I, I, know,
1: I know exactly what happened. Cronenworth
0: walked, Machado struck out, Tatis hit that double, Grisham got on with a walk, and then Hosmer got out. Wild pitch, because is a wild maniac sometimes, and he doesn't... And, Half the time the catcher doesn't know where it's gonna go because he throws it so hard. Like that's one thing he has the he's velocity, so erratic, but he does some. Though. Yeah, sometimes like JT will be on the inside corner and he'll throw it high and outside, and he's like, dude, like I can't get to that. I'm uh, not expecting that. Profar doubles off Ranger Suarez, who I personally. He should be the closer.
1: Yes. At this point, yes. But he's too. Va- the reason why he's not the closer is because we can count on him, you know, to yeah. come in for three or four innings and let up, you know, but one run
0: maybe. I, and I'm okay with that. So I'm okay with that as well, but I think that. That's why the emergence of Bailey Falter has been absolutely massive for them. Because so,
1: and then at that point, move Ranger? Yes, the, put, yes. Guess. At move this point, Ranger, just give everyone Ranger, a chance. Move Ranger to the
0: bullpen and put Bailey Falter in that long reliever role where he can come in for a guy like Spence Howard or Matt Moore after four innings and pitch till the seventh.
1: No, also, that that's my other opinion. There's no reason that that Spencer Howard shouldn't be on our roster. Whether he's a long reliever, whether he's you know it's just an opener for two or three innings, I don't care. I get that, but he's I don't gonna, care. he's he gonna should be up be. and down all year. He should. That's fine, but he should be. Like, when are we just gonna say, okay, you're on the team? Just he hasn't gotten a chance. He pitches one star and gets taken out. Not my point. My point is, is that after what Tatis did, after he hit that RBI double, Guffrati should have been walking out to the mound saying, hey, your day's done. We're gonna bring in a righty. We're gonna bring in a righty. Okay. You know, I think they left they him in. Have because, at least no, 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 no. Well, They, didn't they have somebody warmed up. Dude. They left him in. They left him in because after Tatis, two lefties, two lefties, and he did. He and then here come the walks. Here come the walks. I, I'm, I, I'm tired. I'm just so tired. Uh, and and I understand that Girardi does not have much to work with. But literally, there are so many times when he makes bullpen decisions where I'm like. Good gracious! This is going to go horribly. The fact that I'm not—I am on my couch watching this game. I'm not—I'm not anything. I'm not an analyst. I'm not a manager. I definitely don't know as much, but I know enough to know that Girardi is making awful decisions left and right throughout this entire season, and I've had, and I've had enough of this. Yeah. So the s- Phillies end up walking it I off. Mean, yeah.
0: Luckily, luckily, Ranger Suarez after he gave up the double to Profar—that was the only hit he gave up—and. And he kind of got put in an uns- an unfortunate circumstance. Like he got put in an unfortunate circumstance by having a guy on second and third. He did have two outs, so getting that out would have been huge for them, obviously. But Jer- I mean, Profar hit oh not. A, I wouldn't want to say it was a weak ground ball, but he hit one down the line. Luke Williams was playing way off the line at third. He hit one down the line that really was. It was a so- like it's a soft ground ball. If it goes right to somebody, it found the right spot. You know, he gave up the hit. Whatever. The best thing, though, is in the 10th, when there's a guy on second already with no outs, Ranger Suarez gets two strikeouts and then gets out of the inning without giving up a run. And that's how the Phillies end up winning this game in the bottom of the 10th. Yes, Bamboo Brad hits a monster shot, which looked like a 3 run home run at first. It was actually a double. Yes, it was actually a double (laughs) off the wall where Aaron Rowan destroyed his face. So, it's a win. A win is a win, and... God, but I'm so tired thank, of it. Thank yeah, thank, no, but thank God it happened, and thank God they did end up winning yeah. because that would have been another just another devastating loss Pitiful. that they've had. Al- they've already had, had way of- too many yeah. of them this year. Yeah, like you don't need them anymore. All right, game two. Zach F1 pitches, and when Zach F1 pitches at home, he it does typically. Good. Yeah, he typically fares well. Zach f six innings, three hits, two earned, two walks. He only had two strikeouts, which is a little concerning, but the way he handled his. His changeup throughout the day was working very nicely, and he was getting a lot of ground balls. That's all you can ask for, especially with, like I said, San Diego's lineup is no joke, and we saw that yesterday. Six inning, two earn against
1: the lineup like San Diego. Yes, and throw, three hits. Absolutely given up. no problems with that. Not at all. I mean, they, and I he, don't care how many. He could have zero strikeouts. Yeah, I'm could, okay with that. Yes, exactly. And he pitched great. Bryce had a
0: good day. Uh, he had a hit, a run scored. Uh, did he hit a home run this game? I think
1: Hoskins did. Yeah, mm-hmm. Reese
0: had an good day. He was 2-for-3 with a walk and two RBIs. Uh, him and him and Bryce were the only two that had uh, yeah, any yeah, of the RBIs yeah, yeah. So, in the so offense. So Bryce hit a solo shot. Bryce hit a solo shot. Yeah, Bryce hit a solo shot.
1: Reese hit a solo Bryce had a sack fly. Yeah. Reese had an RBI double. That's yeah, exactly yeah.
0: how it went. Yeah, double or single, something like that. Um, like I said, the emergence of D.D. coming back has been huge for them. Yeah. Uh, one for four, but he's had a hit. He's had, he had a hit, and he's, but he's just been great all year. Uh, the bullpen was very solid. Three guys that I really do like in the bullpen. Bailey Falter had an inning, gave up one hit, had one strikeout. I mean, can't act for much more than that. Archie Bradley had a huge eighth uh, thanks to a diving play from Didi Gregorius. Uh, oh, that yeah, that was Yes, beautiful. that was a great play. And not, and as Didi does make some silly mistakes in the field, but overall his he has a very reliable glove. Uh, Archie gets through a perfect inning, doesn't give up a hit, doesn't give up a walk. Ranger Suarez comes in with the nine, shuts the door, gets a strikeout, no hits, no walks. I mean, Ranger Suarez has been very, very consistent for this team, and he's been a very pleasant surprise considering the fact that, I mean, really, nobody, did, did anybody really think that Ranger Suarez was going to be as good as he's been this year? No, absolutely not. I mean... This guy went undrafted, and he's been he's four and two this year record-wise, which doesn't mean much for a reliever. But in the nineteen games in thirty one and a two thirds innings he's pitched, he's a point eight five ERA. I mean that is incredible. It's absolutely insane numbers. He should be the closer. Uh, he's got a .69 WHIP, which is another insane stat. I mean he's just been great. And honestly, he was a dark horse. I think personally he should have been a little bit of a talking point for an All Star game spot yeah i mean he's been absolutely dominant but i mean with his name i didn't think he was gonna make it but yeah. he's been huge for this team and i think if, if if they want to do anything like i was telling colin before we got on the podcast if the phillies continue to win i think dombrowski will add rather than subtract not much but he will add a little bit of a couple bullpen pieces maybe a bench bat maybe a back end starter yeah something like that but if they want any chance of that happening, they need Ranger Suarez to be as dominant as he's been. Can I talk about, been yeah, yeah. talk
1: about the next game? Yeah, I'm um, going to talk about the next game. Basically, so up until the ninth inning, Machado had two home runs. One was a two-run shot. One was a three-run he shot. He same thing back-to-back um, days. Yeah. He, he had all the runs produced. Centerfield bushes. Yep. And it was a 5-1 game going into the ninth. You're thinking, all right, maybe the Phillies can hold him here. Potentially. Not likely. But potentially the Phillies might make a quick comeback. But wait. It's five one. You have no one else to really put in, so let's throw Hector Neris in All there. Right, and he gets two. No, stop stop stop! Okay, Before okay. you start talking about that, I want to talk about Vince Velasquez real quick. Six innings,
0: nine hits, five runs, three walks, four strikeouts. Yeah. He didn't have a very good Vinny V day. Uh, but
1: nah, it just wasn't yeah, good.
0: it was it wasn't a good day. And he really didn't have a lot of control throughout the day. Like I said, he had three walks, and it probably could have been more. Uh, he a couple of the strikeouts he had uh, were very helpful from yes. the hitters of San Diego. Uh, so, but Angel De Los Santos had two innings and he pitched uh, to two hits, didn't give up a run, which is promising for this team because and he's another guy that he's gonna need to eat innings for this team.
1: Yep. All right, now now you can blow up. Yeah. After. So it's five one. They're like, all right, we just need three quick outs. At this point, it's a, it's a four run ball game going into the ninth. And Joe Girardi says, screw it, let's just put let's just put Hector in. Guess the first two guys out. He struck out. Uh, he struck out both Machado and Tatis. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then, my God, why is this guy still on the roster? He implodes for six straight runs. What was once a five-one ball game. And again, I'm not saying that the Phillies would have come back. They probably wouldn't. They. It's more than likely they they wouldn't have. But Hector comes in the game and then just makes the game completely unattainable at that point. A win is completely out of the question at that point. How in the world do you get two outs? Two strikeouts to two top-tier hitters. And then you let up six straight runs to the rest of the team. I mean, that is literally...
0: You give up a three-run double to Eric Hosmer, who's been been terrible for the past month and a half. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean... Listen, Neris was viable for the first one and a half to two months, but yeah, he's been abysmal lately. And I mean, I can he see needs th- to go. The only reason he's on the team is because there's nobody better, and there's nobody better they can find right now. And he'll probably be on the roster by the end of the year, but I don't see him being much more than an afterthought after this year uh, or after at least his next contract is done. I mean, I don't think they're gonna he is him.
1: terrible. I think this was the this was the point where I thought, okay, next day, I really hope I wake up and see <laughs> that. Hector Neris been DFA'd by the Phillies and it just didn't happen. I mean, that is just so yeah, pitiful. I mean, yeah. so the, That's they,
0: terrible, man. They lose they lose the game 11 to 1. They win the series against San Diego, which is huge for them. And then they started a series in Chicago last night with the Cubs who have lost who had lost 9 straight going into the uh going into the night. Matt Moore was on the mound and I didn't really expect much from Matt Moore considering the fact that he hasn't really pitched much this year since he's been hurt but he did exactly he, what we were hoping yes. him Chase Anderson and Velasquez
1: could do yes. 5 four innings 4 to 5 two runs. yes
0: 4 to 5 innings two earned or less beautiful Matt Moore 4 innings 5 hits two earned two walks four strikeouts I mean that is fine it's great I mean I it's that's literally, especially the Cubs I don't care how many games they've lost in a row they have a very good team still they have a very good lineup they have guys Wilson Contreras, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Patrick Wisdom's been great all year, Javi Baez, John Peterson, you never know, he, he can go on a run anytime he wants to. Guys like that. Uh, Zach Davies pitched for the Cubs, he had five innings, four hits, two runs, two walks, outing. one strikeout. Yeah, he's not really a strikeout guy, he kind of just eats innings. He's another guy like Matt Moore,
1: they just kind of eat innings. He's a discount version of Ryan Hendricks. Yeah. Or Ky- Ryan Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks Kyle yeah. Hendricks, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of Ryan Hendricks, geez, he, he's that's what I think of. Yeah. So the Phils, this this game was, I mean, this the score is
0: obviously way way different than how this game played out throughout. Uh, so with at the, at the end of the seventh inning, this game was four to two Phils. Uh, they blew it up in the eighth inning on uh, they absolutely blew it up in the eighth inning on a couple errors by the Cubs. The Cubs had one error that was a monumental. Collapse by mm-hmm. him. Adam Morgan was actually the one that came yeah. in the game, and uh, he walked a couple batters. Uh, and he walked Reese, and he walked. Uh, he walked Reese, and then he walked Bomb, and that brought Nap to the plate with the bases loaded. He struck out, but they got six runs in that inning. Eventually, uh, they took Adam Morgan out, but a, there was a costly error. In the middle of that sequence that cost the Cubs three runs,
1: because there really was like wasn't, a
0: domino effect. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot of earned runs that Phillies had. They had eight
1: earned runs and thirteen total in the
0: game. So yeah,
1: yeah. and then we got to talk about two, three of those earned runs came in the ninth. Or yeah, yes, yes, and three of them came in the ninth. Eric Sogard was pitching. Reese the hit third. a two-run bomb. That, apparently that's the only time that Alec Boone can hit a yeah, home right. run. Yeah,
0: hit a home run and Reese hit a home Reese's home run. Do you see that thing? Yeah, that was a monster shot. Yeah, that went that went very very far. But at that point, yeah, 10-3 going into the ninth. The game was out of reach. Uh, Bias hit one in the bottom of the eighth to make it 10-3. Nothing much happens after that. The, the Phillies obliterated the Cubs. The Cubs have been terrible recently, and it continued. And hopefully, I it, hope conti- it continues. Yes, hopefully, it continues for the next three days because the Phillies have a four-game trip at Wrigley. They won the first one. Uh, now they got to think of it as a three-game set, and you've you got to win two or three. Yeah. Win 2-3 win in Chicago now, you win the series 3-1, and you go into that last series with the Red Sox hopeful. Because after that Red Sox series, I did see a very interesting stat about our Phils, is that after having the second hardest schedule throughout the year of the first half of the season, they now have the second easiest schedule wow. in the second half of the year. For the they have an opposing uh, team win percentage of... Uh, 0. 0.470, that is that is the opposing, it doesn't opposing, mean anything, doesn't for, the mean anything for the Phillies, but actually, I mean, it kind of does, because it it the Phillies are two games under five hundred right now, and they've had the second hardest schedule in baseball, and realistically, they've blown 23 saves, so if you win half of those games, you're in first place, and you just had this, and you just went through the second hardest schedule yep. in baseball, and now you're facing the second easiest. Yep. You never Ho- know with hopefully. this team, man. You uh, never know. Uh, you got to hope that they so go on a run. Here, you got to hope they go on a run. That, that's 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 really all it is. All
1: right. Before we hop out of here, we're going to do... So, just a quick overview of our reverse Philly of yes. the week. We were hoping that they would... We were saying that they're going to have awful weeks in hopes that they would actually do yes, good. Yes, and obviously we never are hoping that no. these guys do bad. Well, but, we were just trying to do some reverse yeah, psychology. We were try- yeah, yeah. We, were,
0: we were trying to see who we thought the... Lackluster part of the lineup would be this
1: week, and I said Cutch, and he ended up having a good week. <laughs> yes, he so did. So it worked, and he had a great day yesterday yeah. in, so, in Chicago. So let's go. What do you about that? He had three he, for He four. went
0: three for five. Three for five three with for two five. doubles at least. Yeah. yeah, he had a good day. Uh, I picked Gene Segura, who didn't really have a very good week. Uh, didn't have a bad week. He didn't have a though. bad week, but he didn't have a Gene week. Yeah. Another guy who was snubbed from the All Star game, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, absolutely, he missed a couple games that's or a couple weeks. Th- but, that's
1: definitely the reason why, though.
0: Yeah, but oh well, man. He's batting. Th- he's batting the same Adam Frazier is. He probably has better power numbers than Adam yeah. Frazier does. I obviously I see why Adam Frazier yeah. made the team, but. I, think, I just think G. Segura should have had a better shout. Yeah. Oh, well, it didn't happen, whatever. This week, we're not going to do the reverse player of the week. We're going to actually stick to our regular oh, yeah. Philly real, of the yeah. week.
1: Yeah, real quick, though, before we announce those, uh, we obviously already talked about Wheeler making the All-Star game. Uh, this is his first ever All-Star appearance, so congratulations to him. Uh, on the more surprising side, which it sounds surprising to say this is surprising, is that JT made the All-Star game. I definitely thought it would have been Buster Posey starting Yadier Molina um, in the reserves because he's been batting very well this year, and I'm not saying JT hasn't, but I am a little shocked. But congratulations to JT. It hasn't
0: been JT numbers. Yeah. The catcher spot has always been thin. Yeah. Hundred percent. And JT has always kind of held the catcher spot on its on his back the past couple years, especially, and that's kind of what Buster Posey has done too. Like these are probably Buster Posey was the best catcher in baseball for the first five to six years of this decade. Now
1: it's JT. And now turn. it's JT
0: the past five to six years. So I can see why they put him on the roster. And yes, congratulations to JT. Uh, I always think it's fully deserved. Some people might not. I mean, I don't think I'll, some of these guys are never nearly as deserved. deserved. No, I know. Was no, no, no. I'm saying, yes, it was surprising. But I know probably I, I, could, I could talk to a thousand people in the New York Queens area that would probably say it was undeserved. So, I don't know. But, so, regardless, we're going to go to our Philly of the Week this week. But, Collin, I want to propose a new Philly of the Week just for this week. I think we should do a bench version. Okay. So, what bench piece will have the biggest, maybe the biggest knock in one of the games at Wrigley or at Fenway or one of...
1: That is an interesting question. Who's gonna Who's gonna step up and have a big moment this week? Um, That's not a regular, everyday starter. I'm gonna say there's one game. All right, watch. Listen to this. It's either gonna be the second to last or the last game of the club series. Predicting the future here. Yeah, and it's gonna be. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be the going into the eighth inning. Okay. top Top eight, right? All right, I'm and I'm picturing it in whoever my head. whoever is pitching this game, I think it might be let's it's let's say it's I'm gonna say it's the game that Wheeler pitches. Okay, I'm gonna say it's the game that Wheeler pitches. Right, I think it's gonna go into the top of the eighth. I think Wheeler's gonna be at seven innings pitched. Oh my gosh, all really shut in- all yeah. shut out. All sh- listen, yeah, 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 listen, listen, just listen. Really going deep. All, sh- all shut out. Right, completely shut out. I think he's gonna have around, if not over, just a little bit under a hundred pitches. Okay, and I know that Wheeler is not a bad hitter, but I think that it's going to be a 0-0 game, and the Phillies have a man on second and third, and I think there's going to be a lefty in the game. Well, you'd have to take him out at that I think, point, right? And I think you got to take him out at that point. And it's I, think, I think Mr. USA is coming in, oh. and I think that Luke Williams is going to have a 2-RBI knock like in it. that specific situation. That'd be perfect. That's my prediction. That'd be great. That's my prediction.
0: I'm okay with that. Luke Williams coming up with a big knock for the Phillies this week. I'd be all over that. that i that love
1: that. Specific prediction, though.
0: So I'm going to go with who my girlfriend calls Mickey Mouse. He's, she thinks this man looks like Mickey Mouse. Who? On the Phillies bench. No, no. Not Brad. <laughs> even, though he probably, even though he probably looks more like Mickey Mouse than the person that Therese? she thinks. No, not Therese either. I think that... Uh, I think...
1: Yeah. Matone? Yeah. Matone got optioned. Isn't he back? No. No, he got optioned again. Again? Yeah, when Didi came back. I'm pretty sure. I thought he came All right, well, now we gotta look yeah, it Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I thought he came yeah, back, nah, too. Nah, really? I'm, pretty sure. I'm
0: pretty sure when Neftali Feliz got DFA'd, I thought they brought back Matone. No, uh, n- I don't think so. Let's see. Matone
1: on roster? That's a very interesting thing. Yeah. Let's see.
0: Nick Matone and Christopher Sanchez are back up.
1: No, option uh, to the minor leagues, yeah. No. Yeah, the Phillies uh, look, the Phillies option two more players from their 40 oh, 40- from their 40-man roster. Yeah, yeah so okay. he's
0: back down. So okay, so then hmm, hmm now I got to think again. Um I really thought Nick Matone was back up. Huh.
1: For those who might go to Google a lot, there's always a if you look up something, there's always a, a section that says People also ask very similar questions to what you might look up. The first thing that comes up for Nick Matone is, is Mick Nick Matone for real? <laughs> Which is actually very funny. Well, but, he, well he looked for real for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no nah, but... He can still be a solid um, contributor, though.
0: Alright, so for my bench version, I'm gonna go with nap time. Okay. I think Andrew Knapp comes up and gets a big hit. Not in a game that he starts, because he'll probably start one or two maybe this week. Depends when Eflin pitches. Yeah, exactly. But I think that... Mr. Nat comes up in a big spot against a righty this week. I don't know when. I'm not going to predict the future like you just did, but I think eventually he'll come up and Watch get a big happy. knock like he did yesterday yeah. with his gen-
1: he had a long home run at Wrigley. Yeah, left the ballpark. All right. I think that's it for this week. Lewis, you want to take us away? All right. Episode 13 in the books. I mean... Getting halfway done the season.
0: It's been a ride, man. I mean, it's it's, it's been... A whole lot of fun. I'm glad we're doing it. Glad we're going to keep doing it. Glad we're going to keep you guys posted on all things MLB and all Phillies. And you know, you guys can always catch us around the job.